0: I'm getting paid how much for a TikTok and you're telling me there's no money in the creative industry. I think it's what we were talking about
1: earlier about gatekeeping and not having these conversations. The music industry as well was seen as like, it's poor. Unless you're like a rapper with a yeah. record deal, you don't have money and it's like... Sorry, most of the rappers are broke. Are you oh my God. Oh God,
2: damn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the But You're A Woman podcast where we speak to women of all roles that have a part to play in the music industry. Our mission is to uncover the realities of being a woman in this industry and to be a resource to the many that would like to pursue a music related career. My team and I are all women that actively work in the music industry and around music. I'm Khalees KB, a presenter, DJ and host. Um, And this podcast is something I am very, very truly excited about. In each episode, I will be joined by a co-host best suited for the topic of discussion, which means I am joined by the wonderful, beautiful, fantastical,
0: Hi guys, I'm Claudia uh, and I'm a freelance presenter and
2: content creator, if you want to put it that way. I also work in the music industry, so yeah. There you go. Link up, Miss Link up. Um, I'm very happy to have you on. Thank I'm you for excited to here. be here. I love talking to women and learning more about them, so let's do it. Beautiful. Um, so this episode is called White Collar Women, uh, which we've had in the pipeline for you know a month now because we feel like it's something that isn't spoken about enough um the women that sit behind desks, the women that sit on work calls and send emails and really put in the work behind the scenes um which means I am joined by two beautiful guests Cleo and T Cleo would you like to tell them about yourselves
1: hi my name is Cleo Celeste I am a digital marketer and social media manager for music artists my clients who are artists i liaise with their management team and their marketing team from their record labels on how to deliver growth and grow their digital presence so that they're successful among social media
2: wonderful
3: beautiful fantastic and T. hello i'm tequila T. um i'm a freelance creative in the music and creative industries and you name it i have probably done it
2: amazing i love that
3: So today guys, I want
2: to get to know you better. I want the world to know you a little bit better and I really want to know the depth of what your role actually means, like what you've been through, how you got there, what made you even want to start this, how you discovered you was a creative in the first place, including you. Um, So we can get to know people another another thing that I really want to like get into because I um didn't enjoy my um uni experience I feel like I didn't have a resource to say look this is what it takes to be a music producer this is what it takes to be a DJ this is what it takes to be a host like I want someone who's actually doing this stuff Or uh, like you say a social media manager a host a creative in this industry you've actually been through it you've done it right So this is an amazing resource for girls uh, or anyone who wants to start that and can reference to what you've actually done um, and you two. Um, So, Claudia, how did you start? How did you think that this was going to be like, this is going to be what you wanted to do? Do you know what? I feel
0: like one thing when it comes to like the creative industry, I don't think when we're in uni or when we're in college, even though, you know, the creative industry exists, I don't think we're we grasp how much, how many d- different jobs in the creative industry there are. Mm. You think back in year 12, I knew what an A&R was. Oh, like I only learned what that <laughs> oh, was no. like six months ago. Just, I mean, you didn't know what a PR was. You didn't know you could have someone doing social media management, all of these things. The creative industry was very like, you're a you're singer, dancer, a performer of some sort. Like you're, public facing and um so when I first got into um I'd always known I wanted to do like media related things like journalism ever since like GCSEs Mm. so but when I got into it I was like right I'm gonna have to do like very commercial like journalism it's not gonna be creative at all it's gonna be like like, news presenting it's gonna be like which I ended up doing but I thought it was gonna be like right I'm gonna go into a newsroom I'm gonna be serving people coffee and tea and then from there I'm gonna be a weather lady and then from there Mm. and then it was only I think When I'd like put myself out there through like socials because social media is a great tool Tool, for us to discover completely different parts of the world. But I had a very traditional uh, trajectory into getting like into media. I went into uni, did journalism, Mm. then I went and did a master's. Which is uh, almost like a forced thing, isn't it? Yeah, because you feel like you need to do it, bro. Everything I'm doing now, you think how anyone's asked me about my master's <laughs> anything, no one gives a flying beep, literally. like not at all. And I feel like I could be where I am now or even further had I not wasted yeah, my time. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying uni's a waste. I just feel like, for example, in the creative industry that we work in now, it's not necessary. Mm. If you want to be a lawyer or a doctor, please go to uni. I've please never been not to learn her. for you. To. Yeah, I don't need a dentist well, that I yeah. don't have a degree. Do you know no. what I mean? But like all these <laughs> other things... I feel like you can kind of self-teach yourself. So m- I did have a very traditional trajectory. But having said that, when I was doing everything that way, I had an existential crisis at one point And I was like, my career is not going where I want it to go. And Which it was, will happen many times. Yeah, it happened so many times. I was like, yeah, that's it. I'm just going to be working as like some next reporter for the BBC, selling myself out, making average money. I'm never going to pe- repay my student finance because mm. I can't afford to. And then social media just kicked me in the ass. And then I went viral. And then here we are. So there
2: you go. It's amazing. Mm. Literally. I feel like um
0: I feel like you need to ask Cleo, because Cleo did a
1: little of when we were
2: talking. So <laughs> Especially with the social media stuff. No,
1: I just think well, what you were saying about the idea that the only trajectory into the creative industry is you're told the you know, you're told about oh you can either be an artist or you're a performer, or like to be a creative means you're in front of a TV, it means you're making art, whatever it is, but people don't understand that. The artists that you see the creatives the, the performers that you're exposed to for every performer there is a team of 10 20 people behind them which and may i just add one there. of them is usually a female <clears throat> anyway and um, they don't tell you about the jobs that are there to be the performer i always when i was at school it was very known that it was either you do an apprenticeship or you go to uni and that is it mm-hmm. so i was funneled to go to uni i was forced to do a law degree well, I quit uni twice. It was that, it was that deep. I had like two like dropouts um, and that was the best thing I ever made, ever did. Because like you were saying with social media, once I discovered social media and I realized that I had a skill for it and I was picked up from it and that's where I did my first like worked as first agency, Mm. um, that like without social media, I would never have known that you could do social media management, marketing, that you can get into the creative fields without having to go to university. And I'm not saying that if you're at uni, it's a waste of time. It's not. But I will say, don't expect to come out and for the industry to just take you with open arms Mm. because it doesn't. In some ways, I think I was taken more seriously in certain jobs that I took because I didn't have a uni degree, because there's an element of, you know, and for all the people that think that they're not at uni and they're failing... I often have conversations with clients and colleagues that think it's more impressive that I've got to the place I am without having to have a uni degree and I think that's what's special about the music industry is you can come from a uni background you can come from a master's background a PhD you can come from nothing and anyone can make it obviously it's harder for some people you know there's lots of caveats that come Mm -hmm. with that but um, it's an industry that yeah a lot of people can make it in.
2: I agree, I agree. T, did you go to... Did you do any extended school stuff? No, I
3: did, but I had a similar experience where my mum was like, you know, you can either do something creative and make... She literally said, and make no money, mm. or you can do what we're telling you to do and be a barrister and do law. And I was like... Mm, I think um, law's I a really bit of a because I was going to do
0: girlies. law. <laughs> I, am I, like, the only person who actually went to uni and got to do what I wanted no, to do? No, no. When I actually I did, went to I uni, I it. ended up
3: doing media communication. Okay, great, yeah. But okay. it was because i was like at one point i was like fuck london i mm. moved i went to cambridge and i started oh, my degree cambridge. been there started my degree um, at anglia ruskin doing a foundation degree because i got kicked out of sixth form they were like girl bye yeah, so yeah, i had yeah. no a levels so i was like cool i have to actually like do the foundation degree yeah. waste a whole extra year where they just basically make you do nothing and, and nothing goes from that year it goes yeah. towards your degree as and well and then i was I like well wrong. now i need to go back to london because everything creative's in London. Mm. I didn't realize I'd kind of messed up. So then I had to go back on myself and ended up finishing my degree at a uni in London, mm. doing media communications because I wanted something broad that was creative. Yeah. They did make me do everything. I can say I'm thankful for the fact I did everything from videography through to editing, through but to journalism- You did media law? Av- you did media law? Yeah. Politics, yeah that, and yep, I was sitting there thinking- ag- and Multimedia journalism- And, and so they made you so the, the, the history spectrum. of advertisement. Mm. And you're just like, I just want to talk some shit. Like, I was mm. just there like, okay, cool. I did
0: a documentary on the modern day slave,
3: uh, slave trade. Like, See? Sorry? But my problem with uni was that when I went to do my dissertation, mm. I did it um, on the commodification of the black male in the UK rap industry. Okay. And they gave me somebody that they said specialised in the music industry as my tutor. They tried to argue with me on a few points I put in there and it actually turned out they didn't know what they were talking about and they were wrong. Damn. So the That's Dr. It. Marks had to be put back and I thought, how are we being taught about the creative music industry Mm -hmm. by people that haven't lived in it, haven't worked in it, just studied it, got a PhD (laughs) and said safe. It doesn't make sense. I've read that somewhere.
2: I think it was Rich Dad Poor Dad where they talk about their, the the fake teacher where someone goes to school and uh, becomes a teacher and teaches something, but only from the degree that they've had an education that mm, they've they had and no not the experience, experience that they've yeah.
0: But even when you have, like, even when I was doing my master's and I was doing my master's in PR and marketing because I switched from journalism because there was no money. So I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, let me do <laughs> PR advertising. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was doing that, we had, like, people... And I'm at my master's at this point. Do you know what I mean, like, we're already advanced. Like, we know what we're talking about. We're not kids. Um, we had... Lecturers who they were well, most lecturers are in their fifties above. Mm. Yeah, we had lecturers who are fifty plus telling me about the twenty first century media world. I'm so sorry, but you're not living in it. You don't mm. even know how to schedule a tweet, mm. and, then and you're talking you. to me about social media they and how to, you use how to use it. put their presentation. Literally. Sorry, can you just and yeah, you're like, yeah? Can you just change to change the slide? And it's like, <laughs> mate, it doesn't but make sense. I think mm. that's
1: also. I know that's very common in like uni and like advanced education but I I don't want to get too political, but I genuinely think that that's a pattern in workplaces, even nothing to do with uni, because of what the entitlement and the confidence and certain arrogance is given to the white 50-plus male. And the reason I think that is because when I was 16... I knew, I knew from 16, I didn't want to do uni. I didn't tell any of my family, but I was like, I don't want to do this. Mm. I went along with it anyway. Um, But, because I was like, none of my, no one in my family has been to uni. So I was like, let me, you know. But um, I went to this social media agency and I was 16 and... First, I was just like a tea T-runner. And then they were like, oh, do you know anything about Facebook? Because there's some background like Facebook, because you know. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, I do. I know like this, whatever. And then they sat down and they were like, oh, we're doing this post and we need help with it. What would make you want to like, whatever, look into it? And it was like the marketing team there. And I said, well, you should do this and that. And then they picked me up and they were like, you should intern as, and do digital marketing internship with us. Obviously, I got paid absolutely nothing. And so I realised after two weeks that the male heads of these departments who were all 50 plus white guys who were like marketing legends (laughs) knew absolutely nothing. I sat down and they were like, oh, can you just sit down and do like a little workshop where you can teach us about X, Y, Z. I was 16 and I was like, these guys are on like, 80 to 100k a year Mm. they know absolutely nothing but this whole like fake it till you make it like everyone was like basically praying at their feet being like oh they're marketing geniuses they're not they don't know shit. (laughs) Let's be real though it's nepotism
0: It is, it's total nepotism nepotism. and I think
1: it happens in uni where like you have these fake teachers who actually don't know anything they're talking about and it happens in the workplace as well and I think if the doors, if that was more spoken about and people were held accountable for A, their knowledge, their skills Mm. and there was more of an open conversation where you could scrutinise people, not necessarily necessarily in a critical way but scrutinize these big top heads like it's, I, I often come up like uh, um, with like record labels it's the same thing and if you we were to able to scrutinize them comfortably and be like I don't think the white male head is doing a good as job because I think I
0: can deliver better and we felt like we were supported to bring that voice up it mm. would be a different place I feel like I though, there might be a counter, with teachers specifically, I feel like the counter argument could potentially be that the people who are actually know what they're doing just don't want to go down that job path. Yeah, that's, do you that's what I mean? true. Like that's if you're true. so advanced in your career that you're Why, really but good. But it, is, yeah. it is a Like not enough people are like, I care about these kids
3: so much that I want to go, go and back teach yeah. and this is what I'm going no, to do. you know true. what though? One of my friends did, Shani Miz, big up Shani. She's amazing. She heads up Elephant Room. She is a big name in advertising mm. and she is a black female that went back and started lecturing at uni's and she's amazing and I do think that if there was more if they were willing to compensate people fairly in the industry that have done their time and done their work and be like you know what actually we'll give you your bag then maybe they would get that but they're not willing to and that's the problem and then it keeps it the way it is Mm, I
2: think that's true I think you're right I think it's more of a thing of like those Nepo People, whoever they are,
0: nepo babies. babies. <laughs> you know what though? My baby's gonna be a nepo baby, and I'm Ooh. so happy for it.
1: Like my <laughs> baby's I gonna think, be private. But I think there's an element of healthy, healthy nepotism. Like we know in the music industry, we can all sit here and say it is. It's yes, it's what you know. Once it's who you know. Mm-hmm. Like none of us. Right. If you don't have a contact, you're not getting in. Nope. And it's really shit. But that's the way it is. If my partner didn't work in the music industry and wasn't like oh. Artists need good social media. I wouldn't have thought to go into music because I was in luxury alcohol mm. advertising. You know what I mean? So it's I think it is it is who you know to an extent and that opens a door, but then it takes you to what you know because you have to then use that with your skills. I to feel advance.
0: like we're separate. From, go ahead, go, 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 because you've been trying to... go. <laughs> no, I feel like it's different with... If we're trying to make... A, like our nepotism is more like networking nepotism. Do you know what I mean? That is true. Amongst the working class kind of people like we are, people who have come from nothing. We're told we have to Or women, it's networking nepotism. It's like, oh, do you know what? I know Mm. someone who will be good for this. And I actually, if I ever refer you for a job, I've worked with you before. Mm -hmm. I know you're good for a job. That's true. Whereas you've got people that are nepotism in terms of, uh, I call someone up and I'm like, oh, hey, my son is like really wants to start dancing. Mm. And I know you own a dance agency. Mm. Can you just let him in? We don't do that. That's that I wouldn't true. call you being like, hey, so like, I'm I want a podcast job. on mixtape. Yeah. Like, can you get me one? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Do you know I mean? Like, it's different. It's not. See,
1: even I've been voice. conditioned to
0: think I was just given it. It is networking. You're totally
1: right. Yes. 100%. It's not, yeah. like, it, it
2: does bring me back to my point about, you know, when like you can go down the traditional school route and go that way, like the way that it's basically forced, or you can hustle your way through and. Use your network and build your network on the skill that you know what you're doing because you can't, like, you can't network with people until you actually do what you say that you're mm-hmm. gonna do and that you're useful for the skills that you will say that you're useful for. But um, yeah. it just it just doesn't work otherwise. I feel like and um, yeah, you just have to you have to back it up, and I feel like you can back it up without having to go down that specific path. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Please. I have a question.
0: Yeah, but it's a bit like, yeah. All right. So (laughs) you're under a contract, right? You're on contract. To my clients. Yeah. yeah. You're on contract with your clients. You work as a freelancer, right? I want to know, because we talk about like a gender pay gap quite a lot in terms of like men and women. But me working as a freelancer, I obviously don't know how to really compare that to another male's Mm. thingy. So I don't know if there is a gender pay gap in between what I get paid to other male creators. Do you know what I mean? So I want to ask you as someone who's on contract, do you think there is? And then T, you as someone who's a freelancer, do you think like, yeah?
1: I think there definitely is. Obviously when you're on a contract, like I set my own retainers. Um, Now that I'm at the point in my career where, you know, now I'm at this advanced point, I know how much to charge and I feel like I have the confidence to charge more. Mm -hmm. However, if I wasn't with the partner I am with who is a cis man, I would... I would never have done that. He was the one who was like- Kind of pushing Babe, you. You should be charging X, Y, and Z. Mm. And I was always like, it's the classic. Like, As a woman, you're like, I don't want to ask for too much. Yeah. I want to prove myself more. And I was getting like, I was growing these artists by like, some of them like tenfold on their Instagram followers, like mm. growing their TikToks, making them go viral. And I was charging, <clears throat> do you know what it was? It was when I had a artist on retainer and they were talking. So I felt really bad because I asked for a pay increase, yeah. which they gave straight away. And I was like, rah, like that was easy. And I'd been big enough in my head for like a week because in my mind, I was like, all these expenses and I have to travel a lot and it's really consuming yeah. work. And yeah. now that I'm becoming, I had like a waiting list of people. So I was like, I should ask for more. So my boyfriend, like, you know, encouraged me to. I asked for more. And then they were like, yeah, cool, yeah, that's fine. And I was like, that was easy. And then I was in a meeting with them and they were talking about another team. And then they were discussing a freelance um, graphic designer that they wanted to uh, make the cover art of like a single. Mm. Girl, Mm. this guy was getting like close to 10 grand to do this like album art and do a pack shot of like all different pack shots, like a pack of like however many graphic designs. It wasn't even a question. They were like, yeah, cool, that's fine. And in my mind, I was like, there is, girl, there is so much money in the music industry and if Absolutely. you've got the knowledge, you've got the work ethic and, the confidence. And, you, mm-hmm. and you've got the confidence, ask for what you're worth. I have a problem with people overcharging, 100%, which tends to be males who a lot of the time are nepotism kids, mm-hmm. but... There is money for everyone, and there is space for everyone. And if mm. you know your value, you should ask for more. So yeah, to answer your question, I think there is a pay gap, but I think it's more based on like the confidence of men and the women. Yes, yeah, like if you with, don't, or, you don't ask yes. For women, it's like literally. oh, but you should really prove yourself. Like oh, she's that's quite ballsy of her. But when it's a man, it's like yeah, he knows his value. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Oh. It's like you're you're
0: a bitch as well. Worse. Yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. And it's
1: all, and then suddenly it's yeah. like oh yeah, she um, we've got to watch out for her. She's charging a lot. But then if it's a man, it's like yeah, well you know it's good to know our money's going to good use. And you're like well hold on a second.
2: So, yeah, no, that's fact. it's not really adding up, is it? No, yeah, no it not do, up. Do you two know two what, sports, to be honest,
0: no, I'm no, saying no. that, but I've definitely had an experience with a brand where I've been at an event and it was me and another creator. They'd invited us down. I'm not going to say the brand because I'm going to get in trouble, <laughs> but we got invited down to an event and um, we were sitting there. Everything was fine. I'm pretty sure we got instructed. We got uh, contracted to do the same things. So, actually, no, I had to do a TikTok and free Instagram stories. He just had to do free Instagram stories, right? Collectively across both the platforms, I had more followers than him. Mm. And that's not important to me, but to a brand, that's all that's they're looking at, yeah, right? Is, yeah. um, and I'm, I was really engaged. Like, I was walking around this place, like, getting involved with things, doing. This guy just took pictures of whatever was next to him mm. and posted them. And then at the end of the event, I was like to him, I was like, oh, so where are you going? Are you going back towards Fingy? And he was like, what are you on about? They, got, they put me in a hotel across the road. I was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, well, what, 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 what do you mean, hotel? And, so I'm, and I'm thinking, this man lives closer than I do. We're in Croydon. I was like, what, what's going on? He lives in Croydon. So I was like, what's going on? Mm. So um, I went to the toilet. And as I was in there, the like the social media the manager, manager for the brand, brand was in there. there and, and I was like, ha ha, like, Haha, Bance, so like why did you not put me in a hotel? Sound. She literally <laughs> she just <laughs> looked at me in my face and she was like, you didn't ask. And I was like, mm-hmm. sorry. Then I spoke to the guy more. Not only did he get paid triple what I got paid, even though I did more than him. Mm. Um, he also got a whole like goodie bag sent to his and a uh, transport there and back from the hotel yeah and i literally looked at them i was like and they were like you didn't ask and i was no, like no but they so count was that, so was was that requirement. requirement but they count on the management on as well you,
3: to negotiate but they also count on you not talking to the people you're working with which is yes. massive in corporations and companies i haven't just been freelance forever i've also worked in agencies in startups all over the music and creative industry viral youtube content you name it it was there but there was a one of my most recent contracts can't name the company long but basically they didn't expect me to probably not to talk to anybody and they were properly advocating for the culture they all were like white middle-aged men living in bromley okay Mm. they didn't have any clue so they were hiring people like me like you like all of us and being like cool let's just put them there i was getting paid 10 to 20k less than my male counterparts doing the same job and when i found out i was like hang on a damn second like, what's going on here? How did you find out? Yeah, because how? I spoke, to, oh, spoke. I spoke to them, to them right. and I was like
2: directly. Mm-hmm.
3: How much do you yeah they do, count on, <laughs> they do count on? They do count having on having not having conversations.
2: Yeah,
1: and that's why it's so important to talk to your counterparts yeah. and your colleagues and the people you work with about what they're. You don't have to be like, what's your salary? No, but I mean, to talk to them yeah. about you know mm. what what they think's fair value, how much money, what's the budget for this marketing project, whatever it is. If you're financially transparent
0: about elements you're comfortable with.
2: More people we treat fairly. Mm-hmm. So was that set up by you setting your own rate in that in that yeah. situation? Yeah, yeah.
0: They uh, the difference was all the other creators had management, I didn't. In it,
2: I was going to ask you that. Yeah, yeah. I was no. going to
0: ask. I've been in plenty of positions where even like I, I did like a big big project recently. I like I'm not mad at them at all because they were very accommodating. They did actually say to me they were like you know we can get you a cab if you want a cab. Mm-hmm. So they did do all of that stuff, but when it came to the actual fee, but I can't be mad at them because they were just the company that got commissioned by someone else in it. So they were working with the budget that got given to them. But the guys I was working with definitely got paid, like double I got paid. And I was Mm -hmm. like, "Okay." I found that after it got dropped. The one that I find problematic
1: is when they, um, like I've been a creator manager, I've managed TikTok creators and like Instagram influencers. And my biggest problem, Yes, the like, you know, the pay gap is real and it should be spoken about and you should like liaise with any creators that you know who are doing the same like event or whatever as you. But the thing that I always found shockingly problematic was how they were so quick to pay for travel expenses, order cabs, organise transport, a hotel for the male influencers who are able to get home safely in the most part after an event. But like at that event, I'm assuming it was an evening, yeah. and and, so, and then you're in rooting Croydon, back sorry. you're rooting back in Croydon by yourself as a female and like yes oh i didn't ask do they not there's no like accountability to be like maybe we should see how our female creators and the people we're employing as yeah. are getting home very, safely that's a very
2: very big thing where people very do not thing. consider that no matter who you are no matter what status you are when you are a woman at night walking around in a very active place like yeah. Croydon just in one specific you need to think about those things because yeah. it it's just it's just common sense at that point. I feel like you, people
0: even in like regular, like I say regular, but like your everyday job, people even in those situations like you have a co-worker or someone who'll be like it's like oh, do, are you or you, sure want, to you want to take the late shift because like, yeah. like, you, yeah. you don't want to yeah. finish that late you don't want to be going home that late mm. and then these lots is like once set is done or once yeah, you're done like, like, sorry, we've been on set, set know, for you, 10 hours let alone the
3: my shift while you're working as well not even when the job ends but I think it's bad also because if anything when you're doing like a job like you guys hosting, presenting you're in front of the camera people are going to notice you on the street so on your TikTok the other day you come off my view page and you were like oh these kids they recognise yeah, me. Yeah. OK, mm. but what if they weren't nice kids? Mm. Or exactly. they weren't nice exactly. people exactly. late at night? Surely being a public figure, like a presenter, that and that, surely they should think more about giving you a cab home. Mm. Yeah,
0: It's true.
1: They don't care. They don't no, I, do you <laughs> know what? You
0: I feel like me being a content creator, for example, when I walk into these spaces, a lot of the time they address me as the talent. They'll be like, oh, yeah, the talent's here. Yeah. And because they put me on this pedestal, it makes me feel like, they think I'm an egotistical bitch. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because they're walking around like, the talent's on set, the talent wants this, the talent yeah. wants that. So then, in fact, at the end of the day, I come up and I'm we like, don't can you get us? me a cab? Yeah. It's kind they're of a like, oh, thing. the talent wants a yeah. cab. And I'm
3: like, Fuck. I just want to go home stop <laughs> calling me the talent. We're all talented <laughs>
0: people here, thank you very much. Yeah. Like, it's
2: true, it's so true. It's true. Uh, Cleo, I would love to know what um, what inspired you other than other than getting into it from the Facebook story and everything like that along going along that line what was it that kept you going what was like the fire behind wanting to do what you do now
1: there's a number of things a big thing for me so there were two there were two things number one i am the youngest girl in the family i've got all the older brothers Mm. so i've always grown up with this just desire to compete. First things right. my brothers are very competitive, we all are. So in my eyes, I was like, got to compete against them. And that kind of translated from a child, like wanting to do more and act more and prove myself as a female. It was always like, uh, they, they used to, <laughs> it sounds very really abusive, but they used to call me like the rat. Right. My brothers oh, would be like, oh, so shut up, rat. And in my mind, I was like, I'm gonna prove myself. I'm not just the rat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not just the run of the family. Just and they be like, the you're the run through. of the family, like all this shit. And like my, okay, so my brothers are, so we've got different dads, same mom, grew up in the same house together. They're Jamaican and my mum's Indian and my dad's French. So obviously I'm half white, half Indian and they're half Jamaican, half Indian. Mm-hmm. And so obviously we're completely different skin colors. And um, they once told me that um, I was adopted hence why we're different skin colours. And so they were like, yeah, like you you do know you're adopted. And I was like, no I'm not. And they were like, yeah, like that's why we're the, we're what one colour and you're a different. They fully and in my whatever. mind I was like, and from that moment I was like, I'm alone. <laughs> <laughs> I've got something for myself. So I was like, right. So from then, from that when I was little I was just so competitive I'm not adopted by the way and my mum was like you idiot like me and you are the same colour like what the fuck but anyway so um, they from that moment as a child I was so competitive I knew I was Determined. on my own wanted to prove myself especially when it comes to me v men which is unhealthy and I've had the pleasure of working with some delightfully friendly and really accommodating male clients mm. male colleagues whatever but that was one drive was that I was really competitive and just innate from childhood competitive against boys mm. the other one was that I dropped out of uni twice. And I don't know if you guys agree with this or like you, cause you've like, you've also like, didn't go to, didn't finish uni. Is that what,
3: correct? The, no, I was at sixth form and they were like, get out. And I was like, okay. So because you have, because you've
1: dropped out of uni and you're told like, you're only going to succeed if you mm-hmm. go to uni. A lot of the time people mm. that go to uni, it's like, are not, it's not softened, but it is like, okay, you haven't gone, but at least she's gone to uni. It doesn't matter, she can't find a job for a year or two. When you haven't gone, you don't have a choice but to make it work. And in my mind, I was like, I have to make whatever I'm gonna do work because I have to prove that dropping out of uni was a good choice. My dad was not happy I dropped out of uni. All the pressure was on me to be the kid that went to uni all of that kind of stuff. So if I'm, I had to make it, I had to be successful. And in my mind, I was like, it can't just be a little bit successful. I need to be a fat bit successful because I need to prove myself. And I remember saying the only way my dad's ever going to accept the fact that I haven't gone to uni is if I buy him a car. And that was, that was in my mind because (laughs) I was like, Like otherwise, otherwise they're not going to believe me. And it was actually a few months ago that my, um, there was a client I was working with for a while and like, I'd gotten quite, close to got close to the team and then we ended things and um it was like totally fine Like we're both happy you know we've both gone different ways but for about three weeks i was really depressed i put a lot of self-value in that in that job because i've got a lot of results i've made a lot of progress for him and growth so i didn't realize how much of my identity was that client Mm. and so i went into this like depression and i didn't really tell anyone and i was wasn't sleeping and all this stuff and then, like a few weeks later, once I was out of that and I'd, like, joined, I'd started working with a different client who was bigger, um, I said <laughs> to my parents, I was talking to my parents about it. And my stepmom was like, Why didn't you tell us? That- yeah. Why didn't you tell us about this? Like, we don't care about the money. We don't care about any of this. We want you to be happy and you're mm. obviously not happy. And big up, Bev, for my stepmom. But I was like, You don't get it. If I tell you I've failed, everyone is going to go, Yeah, we told you. You shouldn't have dropped out of uni. And so the fires Mm. in my belly and what kept me going was the fact I dropped out of uni and feeling like I had to prove myself, which is stupid. You shouldn't have to prove yourself. If you're happy, you're making enough money, you're cool. Even
2: without that support from your parents because there are people in situations that say you... Have to stay in uni, and you don't have a choice to leave, mm. and you have to work it out, and you have to even pick the specific thing that they go to uni for. Yeah, I feel like aside from all that, you still need to choose what you need to do. Yeah,
1: definitely. Do you know what I mean? But that's what that what kept me going. A to prove myself and not disappoint my parents, and also I'm just really competitive. Um, I want to prove to men that I am just as good as you. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely, I agree. Definitely. Sorry, Is I you- went really all around there. <laughs> <laughs> They're hot now do you still feel like you have something to prove or do you no. feel like good
1: no i definitely don't i think the last year i've made enough success for myself and structured my business in a way that's been able to grow based on my the work i've put in which is a lot of work i feel like and you've I think shifted
2: it for, to make yourself proud more than definitely. anyone else
1: and the second you start taking value in things that aren't just like the numbers aren't colleague validation not validation from clients but what makes you happy absolutely you know the fact i've been able to make a career and a business out of something i love that's all that matters to me so i don't really care about proving myself i know i'm good to what i do
0: you I'm are so. good at what you do clear is the only person i would trust to take over my work for a week while i go on holiday. Where, yeah well how you before yeah, so. she, she, went on
1: holiday, she was like i need you to post <laughs> this. i was like please can you be my holiday, <laughs> no, it wasn't a holiday. you were going in <laughs> yeah where, where did i go I you were to supposed America. to go in no you were supposed to go into the um oh no that time yeah yeah no
2: you went somewhere you yeah, went to yeah, New yeah, York yeah. I went to America yeah. that time yeah. nice <laughs> to same question like how do you How is it kept how's what's been keeping it moving like what's keep, keeping the inspiration going the wheels moving to keep doing what it is that you do
3: so I had a similar thing to Celeste where I was the first person in my family to go to uni so I was like ah oh. Pressure. And my parents love to exaggerate. So when I was in Cambridge, my dad was like, my daughter is at Cambridge University. I was like, stop telling people that because mm. I'm not, haven't even been on that campus, don't go there. Um, yeah that's really embarrassing yeah just because I don't go to Cambridge University doesn't mean you shouldn't be proud of me (laughs) you're not proud that I go to (laughs) non-Cambridge yeah excuse me but he loves to exaggerate so it was just awkward and like when I graduated my mum was started putting all over Facebook and I was like I actually hated that degree can we not do that Mm. and they hated that I was freelance all through uni as well because I feel like coming back to a question you asked before even though I have a degree I still freelanced my entire way through uni yeah and if I hadn't I wouldn't have been able to speak to or work with people I'd worked with Ooh. just off of a degree. Do you it's feel just not like literally? Do
1: you feel like it's because biz- I find it really strange how like our parents. I, that's exactly what I did at uni, which is why I quit because yeah. I was making money other places. Yeah. And in my mind, it was like parents and external pressure would rather you have like a regular job at uni, working in like a, cloakroom at a club or working mm-hmm. as a waitress in a bar or mm-hmm. like a cafe or whatever, instead of trying to freelance and go down yeah. a lane that's actually more beneficial but it's almost like they're brainwashed into being like that's not going to make her money yeah, she you yeah. need
2: You're a like, nine to five job something secure something that's cool. going to come yeah. in every single month Like yeah.
0: mm. that's just Hopefully. a waste of time
3: like, yeah. Honestly, Honestly. I'm something that
0: has no correlation to what you want to do I would rather be a starving artist than a sheep yeah but to. the reason it made me
3: laugh so much is because my mum is freelance she has her own business right okay she's my mum is cool as fuck no cap like if I could be anybody that and i wasn't in the creative industry because she does legal stuff i would be my mom mm. she's a one woman machine she's the breadwinner that's it so where do you think that came from then with her giving you that kind of advice uh i, I wish i knew i have no idea but Damn. like cool
0: um
3: but yeah no now she's like be free did online. she
0: go like did she go down like the corporate f- avenue first and then one day decide actually i want to do this freelance instead she like did she go down like long a story short is thing. that she
3: worked for a massive company and, and then decided to, to her own. And when she said she was leaving, they tried to take all their contacts. And so she was like, My mum's one of them people, she will always get her lick back. She's a Leo woman. She's like, Yeah. (laughs) So when they were like, We're taking our contacts, she opened her own company and took all of their contacts and her own. Period. And was like, I'm done. I'm good. And she's been really successful ever since. That's and I hard. think it was a fear for her That's that if clear. I was freelancing in the creative industry, mm. where she's always been told there's no money, and she saw me through uni being like, I'm so broke. She was right. like, okay. So I am industry yeah. Yeah. rather than the... Yeah. Free- Do you know yeah.
0: what? Can we actually pick up on the whole um, there's no money in the creative industry? Because I'm sorry, because my career flourished yeah. through COVID while yeah. all of you lots were asking yeah. the government for money. Yeah. Because mm. then, All you lot are on furlough saying, <laughs> oh, but you work in creative. <laughs> I'm like, like, sorry. So so but I just like, got a pay rise. Yeah. I just got paid. I'm getting paid. How much for a TikTok? And you're telling me there's no money in the creative industry? I think industry? it's what we were talking about earlier
1: about gatekeeping and not having these conversations. Big, that big the big fact big. that the music industry as well was seen as like it's poor unless you're like a rapper with a yeah. like a like a record le- de- that deal. You don't have money, and it's like sorry, most of the rappers are broke. I can tell you for oh, <laughs> yes, yeah. your advance also, is dry. Like <laughs> um, if you work in the if you work in like music and marketing and that like. I, God bless my friends who work hard in their jobs, but I've got friends who work in law firms at the same age as me, been there the same amount of time I've been doing mm-hmm. marketing, and they're not they making But that's because the creative industry straight. has
0: no limits. Like, I remember yeah. when I first started doing what I was doing, bro, you could go from, if you're a musician or a content creator, you could be doing things like regular stuff, like the actual thing that is associated cool. with doing your yeah. job. Mm. Bro, or you could be asked by, Like I'm doing an advert for a sex toy. Do you think I ever imagined as a content creator that's what I'd be doing? There's so many different avenues you can tap mm -hmm. into that it's like, okay... The creative industry fits into every other industry, True. so we're
2: taking money from all of your mm-hmm. industries. Literally. So you
0: telling me there's no money in the creative call? Cool, there's no money here, but we're
2: taking yours. So because mm. there will always be brands, there will always be marketing, mm-hmm. there will always be new stuff that needs I, to be marketed. I've had a dentist be-
0: ask me to market them. Do you know what I mean, See? even the healthcare sector mm, yeah. asks for things like that. So yeah, it does, exactly. It, mm. There's money flowing around, and it's such a like. I think fruitful industry and we, it's very international. It's not limited. Like the creative industry isn't like, oh, we only working with UK creatives. Nope. You might want a campaign to go international. You might mm-hmm. want a strictly Asian campaign, this, that, and the other, so you're all over the world. So oh, yeah, it's strange really. how, it's how money in from every- It's true. It's
1: strange mm-hmm. how inclusive the industry is yet yeah, also, how like gatekeeping and discriminatory it is. It is. The gatekeeping the gatekeeping is insane. like. Yeah, so it's interesting that there's, yeah.
2: It's because there will never, we will never not need entertainment, we will Mm. never not need advertising and as long as as social media is growing at the rapid rate that it already is, industries that Claudia is in, industries that you're in, Cleo, me and you both, they will always flourish and they will Mm -hmm. continue to flourish as long as you're good at what you're actually doing Mm -hmm. and you're getting the reception that needs to be got because... What, YouTube has what, two ads now before you watch any YouTube yeah. thing by force? In how how the, many people do you season. think were involved in both of those ads? Like, and, and who was on freelance working on those jobs too? Like, with like, I don't know if you know, guys know about SYNC, but music producers will make literally like a 30 second jingle for KFC on Christmas that is worth more than you could imagine. And it's, it's how, would you, how would someone do that if they wasn't freelance? Do you know what I mean? So it's just, yeah, it's just one of those things. Like you said, it's the creative industry will never run dry. Never, ever, ever. And it's As long as you're
0: networking. Yeah. And people know, it. like, you just need to make yourself present. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And as long as you make yourself present, people will shout you. People don't even think about you. Need mm. a thick
3: skin in the industry, you though. You do.
1: Thick Especially skin. as a oh, woman. Especially, I think, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially as a woman, like, my biggest issue with the music industry, and this is coming from... This is coming from somebody who's, no, that's me. Sorry, it went off my watch. Oh, so. um, my biggest issue in the music industry, which, you know, this is coming from somebody who's had very respectful, very professional male colleagues. The artists I've worked for have never, ever overstepped boundaries. You know, they've always been, for the most part, you know. Yeah, I am respectful. still feel like I am sexualized. Oh so a lot of my clients I work with are in the dance industry. They're DJs. Being in clubs, being like doing Ibiza residencies for me, I remember being so stressed of like, what am I going to wear to this club appearance? And what am I going to wear? Mm. Because all my all these males who can rock some shorts and a shirt, mm-hmm. in my eyes, I'm like, right, if my if my stupid shit like. A few weeks ago I had like a Ministry of Sound gig and I was like, I don't want to come across too like, you know, I've got to look cool because I A, I want the artists the who's in the booth with him to look cool because it looks good on social media that he's got like people that dress well and whatever. But I remember looking at my boyfriend, I was like, I can't find my bra and he's like, I just don't wear a bra. I'm like, I can't just not wear a bra because then they'll know I have nipples. (laughs) It's like (laughs) why does it matter that I have nipples? Like yes, every like be real. Mm. Every it's male so has sucked it as a baby as well. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I have nipples. Obviously, I do. So for why do I have to cover them up? But it's because we're so sexualized as women in all aspects of society mm-hmm. that if you show a nipple when you walk down the street, it's like the opposite like, of a bit But Like, why am I stressing over that? Sensitized. Also, I should be able to turn up, do, and I'm like, I'm not professional to the point where I can't like have a good I like, yeah, have fun, have but. I turn up, I do my job well, I'm professional about it, I deliver results quickly, I'm not, I don't overstep any social boundaries. I should be able to turn up and not worry that oh, you can yeah, see absolutely. what my nipple looks like. Separate
2: see, issue. It's a shame. You know, sorry, just completely unrelated. You know, like, um, like tampon adverts or whatever, and they do oh. like that fake blue stuff. Can we sorry can we just not do that anymore because that is just just ridiculous. <laughs> Am I the only one who doesn't know what we're on about right now? You know so when
3: they do the pattern they drop the blue liquid it's supposed to be like yeah, you're it's it be blood it it's like, it's profound. We don't bleed blue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Stop it. Sorry, I didn't We're mean that. Smart. But that just needs to stop. If anybody in the, out, in the Tampax, yeah, you know, <laughs> marketing team hears yeah, this, yeah, please if it's a woman cut it as well, out. Can
0: you do better? Yeah. Not please. And they're always like, "I'm playing tennis," and it doesn't matter. Oh my oh my God, God. On. On but on bringing it back to the like, I obviously work as an interviewer, presenter, and because I work in the music industry, the music industry is very male dominated, especially when it comes to like rap and hip hop. Most of the people I interview. um, Amen. And I've been in positions where, like, I've had the person who's booked me be like, yeah, can you wear this? And I'm like, you know who you've hired? Mm. Have you you seen me wear a dress and heels and Mm. you think I'm going to pull up to this just because you want me to get more interviews? And they think that, what? that I'm going to get more interviews because I'm dressed like a hoe. And it's like, yeah, technically I would, but the interview is going to be them moving to me on camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be an interview. And mm-hmm. I've had that before. Like I've, I've been, that. I've carried on the conversation and I've had like the person I'm interviewing, like just put their arm around me and I'm thinking you wouldn't be doing this to a yeah. guy. No. Yeah. And then like yeah. ask me like, oh, so where are you going after this? And I'm thinking, I will drop this mic on your toe. Mm. For all you know, well, as I, soon I, like, as it comes you, like, off. No, I'm on, on camera. Hand, they right. don't even care. Like it will be on camera. There's so many, cli- and then I've got people who have like then clipped it up and made it like, ha ha I'm not drunk. I'm right. doing my job. Yeah. Put some respect on my name, like. And then I feel like also, I don't, this is going to be like more of a personal one. I don't know if anyone else can relate, but I will have men who work in the same industry as me move to me in their own time, not on camera or anything like that. I can't be a bitch. Yeah. I can't be rude. No, because if, I I if I'm rude you. and now someone shouts me for a job yeah, you're and you're working right. that same job, yeah, I know right. they're But voice it's not even being rude. You then, can't then, be boundary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you exactly. can't say that makes me uncomfortable. Please yeah, don't yeah, yeah. refer to it's me. It's as not even rude. And I you immediately just like, oh, shit. I've just got, got to like, do you know how much I'm playing dumb? I'm leading these men on being like, yeah, yeah, I'll link you in two weeks, two weeks comes. i happens, sorry. Because you just got to string it along. And you know what? That happened to me recently. And I'm so glad I did it because two weeks later, I had a job on set with the guy that was moving to me. And the only reason I got that job. Is because he shouted me after. He was like, mm-hmm. yeah, they were doing the casting process, but, like, I put in a good word See? for you. Yeah. It's
2: it's not spoken enough. It's honestly not spoken enough. But it's like, can you not put
0: in a good word because I'm really good at my job,
1: I'm skilled, I'm professional. You don't no, it's because you think don't I'm fit. There you go. That,
2: it's that really, really thin line in between, like, I need to make you think that something's going to happen and not ever let anyth- anything yeah. happen. But I
1: also think it's the consumers as well as, like, it's not just no, the people 100%. you work with. Like, for me, I remember distinctly it was like the second or third show that I did with a previous DJ who I used to work with and I was walking into the booth. Now when I walk into the booth I wear all black so that you know you can't you, invisible. It's <laughs> but like I wear all black. I wasn't wearing anything revealing. I literally had a massive tripod in my hand. I had a huge landlord that said triple A. Yes landlord landlord
0: video- is the great it, word. No, it's lanyard. lanyard?
1: <laughs> landlord I had a landlord <laughs> I had a lanyard that said like triple a video and photo which means that you have like mm-hmm. you know i was clearly working mm. i was clearly working set ends goes really well the whole time i'm obviously filming i'm obviously not like i'm not kissing up on him on the way out somebody who was in the it was like two girls who were in the vip area so they were like they're just for the for the vibes yeah, yeah, to, you yeah. know Were like wow his girlfriend's young because this dj was like in his 30s oh and God. in my mind i'm like so because i am a female in the booth with him even mm. though i am so baitly at work mm. and i'm mildly attractive it was like <laughs> it must be his girlfriend yeah. there's no and they were like wow his girlfriend's young. And the other girl was like yeah she looks very young and i was like you can't presume maybe she's working mm. maybe she's at work maybe she works in a job that's in the music industry maybe she's not there he didn't they didn't say like oh he happens to be gay about the tour manager who was a male they're not presuming the tour manager is isn't there for work they're not presuming all the other people in the booth who were there partying yeah. weren't there for work but the one person who was there for work, they assume was his girlfriend, just because I'm young and I'm a female. Yeah, yeah it's right. you know No,
0: that's happened to me at a festival. Like, there's like, I always have a press pass at festivals and stuff like that. And I was going up on stage with one of the artists. He was the headliner of the show. We were going up on stage, and it wasn't even a, that was even a side of me working. Me and him are cool, so he mm-hmm. was just bringing me on stage. He was like, "Yeah, grab a couple of shots with me." But I had the same pass as you. I had a triple A. I had an uh, I had a triple A, then I had a separate photo pass like stuck onto me here. Mm. Um. And I had a microphone in my hand that says Link Up TV. Like, what more could you actually want from me? And we're, like, going up onto the stage and there's this guy who had just, for the whole three days of the festival, he'd been watching me, but, like, watching me, trying to move to me. He's kind he's of, judging uh, you. He was trying to chat to me and I kept, like, brushing him off because I'm, I'm working and he couldn't even speak English. So I was like, whatever, just leave me alone. So then I'm trying to now go up on the stage. He just puts his hand in front of me. He's like, no, sorry, no groupies allowed. I was like,
3: groupies. Surely not.
0: When I tell I've you. i never had that. Never, that I, 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 cause the artist I was with like knew that I was going to get his stuff in it. So I just kind of like dropped all my shit on the floor. I was ready to like argue with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, the yeah. guy like, <laughs> the artist turned around, he's got his, like he's about to go on stage. They just said his name. He turns around, took off his big pass that had his name on it, put it on my neck. I was like, don't ever call her creepy. Ever yeah, again. I was like, go. And the guy was just like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was like, as you Listen, should. Group- see the groupie thing. The groupie
3: thing has happened to me several times, and that word has never left the forefront of my brain. And I hate it. I've mm. gone to like headline shows where I've either been friends with the artist or I'm there to do press and stuff and help out. Right? I'm there. The worst part is this came from a female, which is what got me because I was they're like, they're upset. They're not in your position. I was like, Yeah, but mm-hmm. she was in the same area as me. Get this. So she and I and I thought we were friends. Okay, this is what got me. I was like, mm, don't be sly. Yeah. So she comes in the back and she's like, oh, you're actually. Right, I didn't expect to see you here, but I'm not surprised. I said, mmm.
1: Not surprised <laughs> it's, it's that weird side, side eye. <laughs> I was side like, "Excuse me,
3: what do you mean?" She's like, "What are you here It's like a, a groupie or what?" Like I said, I'm working. Mm-hmm. Actually, why are you here? Oh, I'm friends with them. I said, "Oh, so we got the same friends, safe mm. groupie." So you're a groupie. I'm yeah. A so, groupie. You're a groupie. <laughs> so you're a groupie. <laughs> like, yeah,
2: literally. But yeah. like even
3: yeah.
1: when I like also I, what's, you would you ever in when you say the word groupie do you think of a man? No. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Well, <laughs> saying that you say that big of groupies. Why are you paying hundred
0: pounds to see another man perform on stage? Yes. That's why I want to suck they <laughs> you see all of their <laughs> brethren,
3: all their brethren are chilling, they've got Henny in the hand, they're chilling, why are you here? Bro, and then you're
0: snapping it yeah, up like, this, my like boy. oh, yeah, 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 big up yeah. my guy, big yeah, up my guy. You're, a groupie, yeah. <laughs> you're a groupie, bro. You are a groupie, allow it. And then you jump on his tour bus after, groupie. Exactly. Mm. But no, mm. even like what you were saying about consumers also being like fueling that kind of narrative with me, because I, I kind of do both like influencing work and I work in the music industry. Mm. A lot of music labels will send me tracks before they're released for me yeah. to promote them using TikTok, make videos to them, this, that, and the other. Do you know how many people? So I've done a lot for Clavish, right? A lot of Clavish's marketing send me a lot of songs. Do you know how many? of my tiktok comments are filled with just say you want to fuck clavish just say you want to fuck oh clavish you groupie God. for clavish you groupie for clavish um oh, people are like don't bring clavish to tiktok i'm like are oh, you not dumb do you bark back do you think yeah of course i bark back i'm from south london yeah you think <laughs> that- no but this is the thing
2: you're actually working though yeah i know so how many times can you really say it oh i don't care I mean? if i got time i got time i'm gonna keep telling you like yeah, i do her. do you know what it's
0: also
3: that like people are like oh you want to fuck him i'll be like yeah cool i do why are you upset because i actually have a chance and you don't like where are we going with this <laughs> It's just a wild concept to me, especially when it comes from other women in the industry. And yeah, I just think, totally. Mm. We could have helped each other and instead you want to just sit there and be like, no,
0: that comment it's always weird comes from one. the girls that are like, I get on better with guys. Oh my gosh. Girls are too much. <laughs> Every drama. time. A drama. And it's usually and they're the, like, drama. Oh, they the drama. They are yeah. the drama. Am I the drama? Yes, you fucking are. It has a drama. super like, weird yes.
2: underlying kind it's of competition, jealousy. There's vibes. enough room for
3: everybody. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Especially there if you're is.
2: pulling your own weight. If you're pulling your own weight, see, in that story, it sounded like she's just there to just be there.
3: But it didn't make sense because she had a standing in the industry. Like, if anything, at that point in time, I was here and she was here. Right, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you actually didn't have a reason to do that. Do you know mm. what it is? She's trying to stop you from getting to where she is before there you, you go. Can have a chance there you go. of getting there. But it's Everybody, makes sense.
0: there's room for everybody. There's the literally way I see room things for everyone. We're all at a table. Oh. We've got our own plate. Sometimes we share food. Sometimes I'll put food on your plate, but don't touch my fucking plate. Mm. Don't touch mine. Like, that's
2: my food. And then don't you try to convince yours. me that I don't have one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. like, <laughs> don't like, I'm, like, plate. I'm exactly at the table. You. I'm sitting here. I bought <laughs> my own plate, even though you didn't give me one. There you
0: go, so what kind of quickly, just before we get off the sexualization of things, I feel like as women, when you because we are so sexualized in the industry, I'm someone who I'm quite like not sexual, but like I'm a very free person. I will wear a top where you can see my nipple. But sometimes I have to sit there and think maybe I shouldn't do that. Because mm. of how other people are going to perceive it. Even though I'm very comfortable dressing like that. It's Because sad that I know that... I'm being a hoe for myself. I'm not being a hoe for no man. Yeah. So...
2: Even yeah. not just in the industry, but in, in life like in general. Like, just my personal life. life. Like yeah. on,
0: or how I want to post, people will be like, oh, like this, that. Or then mm. they'll jump the narrative or, like, she dresses like this because she wants to get
2: interviews with rappers. Mm. And it's like... Sorry, can I not actually have a personality? No. Yeah, <laughs>
1: really maybe, so. maybe I'm just <laughs> a hoe. Like That's exactly... Like, I... I take my job so seriously. Yeah. I take my business so seriously, and it's sad that for me to convince you to take me seriously, I need to either cover up, mm. dress conservative or conservatively or whatever yeah.
3: it is, but just to not be sexualized. Mm. Bro, I used to be on all male sets for viral YouTubers for a while and every time I was on set project managing, I would wear the baggiest t-shirt and the baggiest joggers and just trainers, just because it would be like, Mm. there is no way you can pick anything out of this. I look like a tent. And you shouldn't be scared to- to But do you know what still happens? Oh, you see t-shirts buff, you know, in earshot, in the room. I'm just there, like I'm working, my manager's there. They're going to think that I've. initiated this. You could wear a this, fucking like, potato sack and, and then they're we'll still going to do it. Be like, and I was just saying, like, loose. but <laughs> the worst part is, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It it's dirty. The potato sack dirty. Then. My hair's not yeah. yeah. done. I've got one eyelash
0: <laughs> falling off, and you're coming up to me and like, you're looking kind of nice still.
3: Like, like, what are you nice doing? I swear. And I had to say, like, you know, I'm managing. This is like, okay, all right, cool. mm. I remember an old mentor of mine in the
1: industry said to me whatever you do we were like talking about the differences in males and females in the industry and she said whatever you do don't she because she was talking about like she always joined in a conversation she's got quite a big personality so it was always in the middle of conversation but whenever people talk about like sex or like anything to do she'd literally go silent and I was talking to her about and she was like do you want to know why I never talk about sex because she was like the second I let those men know that I I'm a human that has sex mm-hmm. is the second they're going to sexualize me. Mm-hmm. You, she said, you need to convince them that you're an alien and you've never had sex and yeah. you never will have sex mm-hmm. and it doesn't even engage. So otherwise you're not going to be taken seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was like, no, nah, that's a joke. Why is she doing that? That's such stupid true, advice. No, nah, that's, so, so, that's so cynical. But it's true. Mm-hmm. You, I will never talk about like, in the same way with girls, i like, oh, only talk about sex, life, whatever. I will never in front of a male colleague or client
0: do no, that because I'm scared that from no, then they're going to sexualize I shouldn't yeah. be scared of that. See, yeah. I feel like I do the opposite. I sexualize, uh, la, 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 sexualize myself to the point that they can't do it. Like, I'll talk about right. sex so much yeah. that they're like, what? Why is she. What, what? Like, I'll mention fisting and they're looking at me like, ah, Why? <laughs> or, 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 uh, Oh, you take sex, so you ask a man if they want to be pegged, they will shut up oh about sex. They will <laughs> never, ever ask you a sexual question ever again, I promise I you. I mean,
2: but she's not lying. Though. Like, next meeting,
0: you're act, just be like, oh, guys, how do you feel about pegging? Mm. Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Cleo and T, I would like you to pretend that you're speaking to someone that's thinking of, or, oh, no. you know, just contemplating on getting into the industries that you're getting into and kind of give them a word of advice on what. You think that could help them?
1: Mine is going to be quite controversial. I know we spoke about you know valuing yourself, and you know we don't want to gatekeep what kind of prices you should be setting. Mm. But um, we live in a generation, right? I'm assuming this is for like someone who's younger or, yeah, of, yeah, or yeah, a yeah, young yeah. age. Um, we live in a generation of this hustle culture, which I talk about a lot, which is like, oh yeah, all I've got to do is work and you've got to work hard and know your value because I'm a hard worker. I was up at 5am. Yeah, all this shit. And it's like, that (laughs) doesn't mean that just because you've been up at 5am, just because you've been doing this for a year, whatever, doesn't mean you're entitled to get paid a certain amount. Yeah, Work hard on your skills. Don't, don't overestimate yourself. And I know that sounds so cruel because it's like, you know, whatever, but genuinely pay your dues. You need to go through those few years of you're not going to make money. You're going to be having to network all the time, not getting much. You're going to be paying more for your travel than you're getting paid. Mm-hmm. Pay your dues because that will pay off. You need to go through the hard few years of the graft and don't do it for the money. Do it because you want to get the skills. And then it means when you're at the point where you've got those skills, you've got those networks, then you can drop the money bomb. But until then, don't overcharge for yourself and work really hard. That's what I would say.
2: Amazing. I think that's some wonderful, wonderful
3: advice. (laughs) (laughs) Claudia's like, ask them how much money I want No, I don't, I hate money conversations Money makes me really nervous Because I'm like and you want to almost ask, well, how much is your budget? Do you know how
0: much I hate to the chasing right.
3: invoices? Yeah. Be like, just circling back
0: on this. It is 30 days late. Yes. It's a gentle reminder. I love like the
3: gentle <laughs> reminder. A gentle, A like, gentle, like, gentle reminder for Best you. Best wishes. But it's not gentle. <laughs> no, You're <laughs> like, even a gentle reminder. I'm like, no worries at all. Best Yeah. That
2: red due email is not a gentle reminder. No, it's
3: not. Same question to you too. Oh, um,. I think I would say something my mum always told me actually was when you are describing your skills either to somebody that wants to hire you or you're trying to get hired. Say you just say you're in an interview Mm -hmm. for Universal. Speak about your work experience, how you think a white man would speak about himself.
0: Mm -hmm. Because
3: when you listen to men speak at the pub, even when you're walking past one pub on a Friday night and you hear them speaking, you think you are talking shit. Mm. There's no way you pulled a 10 out of 10 on a Thursday night looking like that. Mm. But they have that confidence Confidence. where they're like, I am the shit, go in there and speak about your work like a white man. Mm. If you was on radio for 10 minutes, don't just say I was on radio for 10 minutes. Say I was on a radio for an extended period of time where I spoke about something I'm specialized in and it Mm. affected people this way. Mm. I had an impact this way. Yeah, basically bullshit your way through yeah, basically. Basically Fake it. Fake it, it you make it you make it. Because really yeah, and truly, yeah. imposter syndrome's real. Yeah. When, when Ezra asked me to do this, I was like, me? like what mm. and i had to say to my housemate i don't know if i should actually go and do this and she was like when i listen to you speaking job interviews like you've done so much stuff you just don't tell people about mm. but it impacts the industry you have to yeah. so you so see don't the impact. don't yeah. oversell yourself and don't
1: undersell
3: yourself Absolutely. just bad. balance, there's, there's, a a balance. balance. There's, there's a balance, balance. Just, sell yourself. Like, oh, <laughs> uh, just, just maybe sell. don't sell yourself actually just guys but <laughs> not for Cleo, we're not telling them people <laughs> this okay we're not telling them yeah but also don't don't let imposter syndrome lie to you. Don't ever let it lie to you. Because mm. there's been times I've walked in a room and thought, "Oh, I don't think I should be here. And then I see somebody that I know and they're like, rah, big up to you, haven't seen you in ages. And you think, okay, no, actually, I am supposed to be I here. Absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely. I'm
2: supposed to be here. Absolutely. I think that's amazing. Yeah, um, I do think that's our time. Um, so I would like to thank you all for watching. I hope you have taken something from this. And any men out there, hopefully you understand just a little bit more about Deep the depth up. of your... <laughs> The consequences of your actions, just to say the least. But um, I've enjoyed this conversation with you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having Um, me. Thank you to the team as well. Clap for the team, everyone. Women,
1: go into the music industry. There's space for everyone, whether you're a man or woman. Oh, but there's always
0: room for growth. Don't True. be your own enemy of True. progress and think, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I made it. You ain't never made it. Yeah. You ain't never made it, bro. Yeah. And it's Amazing. Like your Oprah. Yeah. You've yeah. not made it.
2: <laughs> New episodes coming out soon. Please subscribe to because my foot was in the camera, I'm so sorry. No, you're good, you're good, you're good. We this is kind foot, of for everybody. Yes, that's that's the one. <laughs> um yes, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please follow our Instagram. Um I will tag everything down below. Um please come back. See you soon. Bye.
0: Woo!